0: You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network.
3: 22 minutes before the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Mike Glennon, former NC State quarterback, journeyman quarterback for over a decade in the NFL. He's still trying to play, but he's also dipping his toes in the whole broadcasting thing. So we'll talk some ACC football with Mike Lennon coming up at the top of the hour. It is a thrill to welcome back Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com, LandryFootball.com. If you're into football, whether it's the Cliff Notes version or you want to be neck deep into a scouting report of a team or a game, Chris Landry can provide it for you. Access LandryFootball.com if you haven't before You'll be glad that you did. Chris, David, and Mark, it's been a while. How are you?
4: I'm doing great. Uh, really great being on back on with you guys. Uh, you guys sound great. Excited for everything you guys are are doing, and good to be with you. It's football season. you got to be happy.
5: Darn right. It's a football Friday, man. We've been waiting for that for months and months and months, and now uh, a great night to start last night. A couple of decent games tonight, not a whole lot on there, but we're going to talk mostly Saturdays with you, Chris, and I want to get right after it. Let's go to the Florida Gators and Utah. This is a game that... To both of us, when we look at it and the talent that Utah has, a top five maybe, a top ten team for sure, a top five team possibly, and they're only a three-point favorite in the Swamp, that says that Vegas thinks something about this game. How do you see Florida and Utah, Chris?
4: Well, I think the first thing is, you know, and I say this as a a Southerner, that uh, most people in the South are probably not aware of how truly good this Utah team is. I think – it is the best developmental program in the country. And by developmental program, I mean take two and three stars and develop them into really good teams, really good pro prospects. A lot of developmental programs, they do a really good job of working angles and quickness. This may be as physical a team as Florida will play all year long. In fact, two weeks, Florida, Kentucky, they're going to be battered and bruised physically. How often can you say an SEC team plays out of conference and they may not be the most physical team of the two in the game? Very good on the offensive and defensive line uh, is is Utah. Cameron Rising really kind of lit things up and turned them in a positive direction last year at quarterback. Uh, Tavian Thomas is an outstanding back. Their secondary is really good. It's a really good team. Now, Florida has more, you know, explosive talent. Uh, and I don't think Utah is one of the more talented teams. They're just well coached, they're well developed, and the finished product is always really good. Now, they don't always play as well early in the year or on the road. So that's going to be interesting to see. I just think there's some unknown with Florida. I think they still are pretty athletic on defense. I think Anthony Richardson is going to have to make a lot of plays in this game. If he can kind of put the team on its back, I think that's going to be the key Expect it to be close Expect it to be kind of a line of scrimmage type of game who can make enough explosive plays and get out on a lead. That's the, that's the team. That's that's in pretty good shape there. Cause I don't see this as being an explosive up and down game.
3: All right. The other in-state, School that's also a three-point dog is Florida State. They're headed your way to take on LSU, quote-unquote, neutral field. Yeah, it's in New Orleans, so it's not a neutral field, although the Noles did sell their 30,000 tickets. Um, I think Florida State's pulling the upset. I think, you know, first half of this season is when you need to get Brian Kelly and LSU, and I think they can get him. How off base am I?
4: No, I think it's. I don't think you're off base. I think it'll be an interesting game because there's some unknowns with with LSU. Uh, I think Jaden Daniels will, will will play, although I think Nussmeyer will will get uh, will start, and then I think Nussmeyer will probably play. We'll see how that quarterback plays out. Uh, it's transition year. LSU's really good at receiver. They're very good on the defensive line, and so there's still talent. Now there's a lot of cleaning up of a lot of mess that Ed Ogeron left. I mean, 2019 was great, but it was a disaster after that, just cultural, culturally. So how quickly can LSU put it together? I think you're right. I think they'll be better as the year goes along, and certainly I think better in future years. This is where Florida State needs to, to get one here. It played well uh, early in the year last year. I know last week they did a nice job still think LSU overall has more playmakers. I think it comes down to the quarterback play. Uh, I still think it's an upset. I, if I just had to you know, pick it, I would probably say LSU, but it wouldn't surprise me if FSU played well. And if they do, don't turn it over. I, I think they've got a shot here.
5: All right. The two big games of the week, one of them in Athens as Dan Lanning and Oregon come, the former D coordinator for Georgia. Just how much does a coach who has this much information on a team how much when you look at the game how much is the coaching factor uh I don't say take over for talent but complement talent in a game like this
4: I think it helps I think what it does if you're the defensive guy who's the defensive coach you went against this Georgia offense and minus the players that have left you know what Stetson Bennett can do but you know what makes him uncomfortable because you do it every day in practice so I think it does help you Um, and you know he knows more about Georgia's personnel now I I will mention this uh, not as well known but Georgia hired an Oregon assistant on their staff so they've got some intel on Oregon that's maybe a little bit more. It still's going to come down to, you know, players making plays and making Stetson Bennett uncomfortable. And can Georgia, with a really good receiving core and, and certainly the best receiving tight end in college football, who's not a tight end, I'm sorry, he's, a, he's really a big slot in Brock Bowers, I still think Georgia's the more explosive team, the better team. Look, they lost a lot, but they've got a lot returning, and they played a lot of guys in rotation last year. So all those guys that are in the NFL, there's some guys, they've recruited well for years and years. Oregon.
0: Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now.
2: Identify a problem.
0: Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer
2: a solution.
0: Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.
4: Very, I think the offensive line's pretty solid. They don't have Panay Sewell, but but they're pretty solid offensive line. The defensive line is pretty good. But But ironically... Georgia's more playmakers, and you kind of think West Coast, Pac-12. I don't know that the quarterback situation is going to be good enough for Oregon to pull this out. But I think line of scrimmage-wise, they might be able to play this better than people think.
3: Quickly, Chris, follow-up. Georgia is seen as the third-best team in the country behind Alabama and Ohio State. Oregon is seen as maybe best team in Pac-12. You know, their preseason rankings in the 11, 12, 13 range – is that an accurate assessment of both teams from what you believe they have coming back?
4: Yes. Yeah, so what I do is grade teams like I grade players on a draft board. You know, you can – because I, I think it's – when you start ranking well the fourth and fifth best, there's a huge gap between three and four. and And so there's a big difference. I think it's Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and then there's a gap. So there's really like – not a fourth or a fifth. You got to go down to like about eight and that's where maybe a Clemson comes in. Then I think you start to sprinkle in maybe an Oregon or whatever. So I think there's a difference there. Um, and, and I do think there's an advantage being Atlanta, Oregon's got to come well, but, but I just think that the better personnel is with Georgia. Um, and then there's a little bit of a, a, an adjustment period. Uh, How is Dan going to handle big game moments? Um, you know, as a head coach, we, we don't know. I just think the the roster is better, and if they played ten times, Georgia would win seven out of ten. But maybe this is one of the three. It, it really does depend on how well Georgia plays. If they play a clean game, they win. If they play it really clean and, and Oregon struggles a little bit, they win it big. If Georgia plays very sloppy, then then Oregon's got a shot. Uh, it Basically, I would give it maybe less of a shot, but maybe similar – to what Oregon did last year in winning at Ohio State, but Ohio State's defense really struggled in that game. Georgia's defense is not going to give them the same leeway, and I don't think Oregon is quite as explosive on offense this year.
5: Well, speaking of the Buckeyes, they take on Notre Dame, new defensive coordinator trying to shore up that side of the ball. First off, how much better do you think the Ohio State defense will be because we have a pretty good idea what that offense is going to look like, Chris?
4: Yeah, look, Jim Knowles is an outstanding coach. He did a great job at Oklahoma State, and what a collapse the Cowboys had last night uh, against Central Michigan in the second half. They still won it, but gave up a ton of points. I think they'll be better. They need to be quite a bit better. There's talent on that Ohio State defense, but make no mistake, this is an explosive offensive team. Quarterback, best receiving uh, receiver room uh, in in college ball. Um, they'll great back good offensive line. They've got all the pieces offensively. Notre Dame wants to keep this physical, close because they can't get in a the shootout. They've got Michael Mayer that you know, they you know, Tyler Buckner I think is going to be a good quarterback, but they can't get in a the shootout. They got no shot here. I hope from a viewing standpoint that it's close and Notre Dame can keep it close so we got a good fourth quarter like we had a couple of games last night. My sense is that if Ohio State plays well, and unless they're, you know, off kilter early, which they have been in early games, by the way. So that's the only hope of this game getting close. Because I think if Ohio State's clicking on offense, they'll get a lead, and I think it'll be a decisive win. But in first games, sometimes you don't get the best of the teams. You got to work your way into it through the schedule.
3: By the way, which roster do you like better, Ohio State or Alabama?
0: Anatomy of an Ad.
4: Alabama's, uh, because Alabama has got the two best players. Well, you know, I think two of the three best players in the country, one on offense, one on defense. There's no Will Anderson at, at, at Ohio State. Alabama's better on the defensive side.
5: What about uh, Cincinnati and Arkansas? I don't know how much you've looked at that game. It's pretty intriguing because Cincinnati's a team that they're picked to win that division. They're picked to maybe, you know, they've got a shot at putting a donut up there again this year. Arkansas had a really nice year last year. Pittman's a great recruiter. Coaches in the trenches pretty well. I think this is a fascinating game, Chris.
4: Yeah, and the difference in it, and first of all, Cincinnati is not going away. I mean, they're, they're, they're built well. Luke Fickle's done a really good job. They're good at the line of scrimmage. But what they don't have, and last year, you know, when that magical run they had in Desmond Ritter, a guy that bailed them out a few times. Not going to have that this year, and Arkansas has one of those guys. K.J. Jefferson physically is the closest thing on the hoof, to Cam Newton that I've seen. He is just huge. He's athletic. Uh, and they're going to run it. They're going to run it with pace. And I, I think that'll be the difference. I think Arkansas is a better team here. And um, I think they'll they'll win, not, not decisively. But uh, I do like Cincinnati this year. I just don't like them as much today, uh, this week.
3: Is there a school you think is uh, grossly overrated? Mine's Notre Dame. If I had to nominate a second one, I'd say a and I thought they lost a decent amount off of last year's team, and I think this might be a retool season, you know, if nine and three can be a retool season. but So Notre Dame and a are my overrated. Who's yours?
4: Well, I think, again, I go back to what I said. If if you're going to rank a top 25 like that's what people do, you got to put somebody fifth anybody that you're going to put fifth is overrated they're not there, there's a gap between the three and you know down a little bit so you can put notre dame in there you can put a m in there good teams but yeah i think there's look there's only three teams that are really capable of winning the national championship that's most of the case most years so the to me the race is does something bad happen to one of those teams to knock them out uh, or Who's going to be that fourth team? And I think there's you can throw a dozen teams in the mix that could potentially be that fourth team, like a Michigan was last year, a Cincinnati. They're they're going to be overmatched in the playoffs, but you know um, that's kind of how I see it. So I think anybody that you put in at at five, I can sit there and say, you know what, they're they're really. So you got to put somebody in there if you're going to rank them. So I don't know that I would change it. I probably. Move some teams around a little bit but yeah I don't I see a lot of them are
3: all right Chris two minutes remaining uh your scouting report on the Canes how good do you think they are this year
4: I think they'll be better I think it's more about what they can do in the future I think they look they've got a path in that division to win it um I mean Pitt who won a tough one last night is an is it's them and Pitt in terms of who's got a roster pitch probably a little bit better on the defensive front anatomy
1: of an ad
0: subconsciously trigger emotions through music perfect define an opportunity imagine talking to millions of people across the u.s like i am now
2: identify a problem
0: creating an audio ad is time consuming
2: offer a solution
0: utilize cutting edge ai imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.
4: But I think that it's a good team. I think um, Mario's going to bring about, along with their NIL deal, uh, with a a very uh, influential and and wealthy lawyer, is going to make them a player, it appears, into the future. But I think it's going to be natural growth. I, I'm very curious to see how they uh, go up against a and uh, I think it's next week or two weeks from now.
3: Yeah, I think it's the 17th, it is. Uh, a night game in College Station. It'll be great. Uh, Chris, We'll look forward to this every week. All the best. LandryFootball.com. LandryFootball.com. Chris Landry uh, has been a coach, been a scout, been an administrator. He's done work for, oh, I don't know, Belichick Saban. So, you know, he's got a few credentials. You want the Cliff Notes version of a team or a game, he can give it to you at LandryFootball.com. You want to be neck deep swimming in something, he gives you that as well. Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. We'll have him on every Friday at this time. Chris, all the best. Have a great holiday.
4: Hey, you guys do the same. Enjoy the games. Good to be with you.
3: Chris Landry, kind enough to join us once again, and he also is kind enough to join us on Twitch. You get to see Chris from his uh, working den, if you will. Love his desk. Love all the big binders behind him. You could tell he's a nooks and crannies guy. Oh, man. You know, he doesn't have the bobbleheads and the the helmets. No, there's no
0: no Coke bottles in there. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect.
1: Define an opportunity.
0: Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now.
2: Identify a problem.
0: Creating an audio ad is time-consuming.
2: Offer a solution.
0: Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad...